Welcome to the Shining Mind podcast. I'm Dr. Selena Bartlett. I'm a neuroscientist and I'm super excited to be here today at the Fizz Symposium in New Zealand where they're trying to introduce taxes on sugary beverages because of the problem it's causing for obesity and and the overall health of the population. I met this amazing woman, uh, Maria Bernard, and she's out on the coal front trying to make a difference in this space. I'm going to have her introduce herself and, and say a little bit about what she's actually doing. Hi, I'm Maria Bernard. Um, I met this amazing woman, Selena, at um, the Fizz Symposium here in Auckland. Uh, I work at the Heart Foundation and the Pacific Heartbeat Team. I'm of Samoan ethnicity and I went back to university to study nutrition to help our communities, our Pacific communities here in New Zealand that are suffering from obesity and diabetes. Um, Here in Auckland we have a a huge uh, hospital which is just dedicated to uh, dialysis. I think we have one of the largest units in the world and um, I'm just passionate about helping and getting this information back into our communities. Yeah, and we had a little discussion What was the thing that drove you to go back and get educated? Um, I go back, what drove me back is I go to so many um, Pacific celebrations um, or events such as um, weddings and 21sts and and even funerals and the what what you can see at these events are just so much food, too much food and in the culture of um, Pacific culture, that is a way of showing your love for your family. But in this case, they have um, maybe three times too much food uh, available at these events, and so you can to go back and have seconds is, is encouraged, and then you can take home some in a kind of take-home pack if you haven't had enough to eat. Yeah. And the thing that I just learnt, you just finished your degree, right? Congratulations. I did, thank you. And now you have a new job with the Heart Foundation. That's right. And I think the thing that we want to get across straight away in this podcast that you taught me yes. was the one difference you made already that yeah. you've learnt about um, that story. If you could tell a story yes. about the star. Okay, so we, go, uh, we, we deal with churches, but we also go to ECEs, which are early childhood education centres where the children are very small. But we, we actually teach the carers of these children um, nutrition and um, nutrition information. So we do a sugar um, activity where we have lots of different um, sweet drinks, um, common drinks, that people know and we teach the carers how to learn how many tablespoons of sh- uh, teaspoons of sugar are in a drink um, and there's a particular one which is very common and very um, highly drunk in the Pacific community out South Auckland which is called Stars um, so we, we had this particular one and we worked out that there were 32 teaspoons of sugar in this drink and one particular carer her name is actually Patricia said, oh, that's my daughter's favorite drink. And um, the next time we met up, she said, "Um, 
I was so shocked that how many, how many teaspoons of sugar was in this drink. We know they're sweet, but we didn't know how much was in this drink. But since you've taught me this information, um, my daughter's not drinking that drink anymore. She was only 11 years old, and she was having two or three per day. That's nearly 100 teaspoons a day. Um, um, can we just say what the, um, the recommended li limits the, are for oh, kids, the women? Yeah, and so the recommended um, <laughs> teaspoons for a child is only three. And this little girl, 11, was having nearly a hundred. Women is six teaspoons a day and men are nine teaspoons a day. And most cans of soda have? Um, a 250ml very not so sweet would be, have um, eight teaspoons of sugar. So already you've blown away your sugar um, recommendation for the day in one little drink. Yeah. yeah. And then back to this amazing story. So, yeah, so, so, you, so you go away and you come back. And we come back and then we, we um, this, this um, carer at the um, EC tells us that she, she actually sat down, went home and, and told her daughter and taught her daughter how to read the food label. So you, you have to look at the per serve, look at the sugars, and you times that by the serving, and then you divide by five because there are uh, five grams of sugar in every teaspoon. Yeah. So we just want to reiterate, if you're out there and you're wondering how much sugar you're um, having every day, I think this is the key um, that we're trying to get across in this particular podcast is most of us, including myself, had no concept of how much sugar I was eating. So what um, Maria was trying to say is you go to the back on the nutrition panel, you yeah. look at the serving size. Yes, yeah. You do, yes, there's two main columns there. There's what per 100 grams and then the other column is per serve. And so you look at the per serve, you find how much sugar is in the um, container, then you times that by the per serve. If it's a small can, it will just be one, it will be just one yeah. serve. And so you just times it by one, it will just but be... But that's rare these days. Yeah, and that's true. If it's a big, large bottle, it may be three to five servings. And then, and then you divide by five, and then you'll have the amount of teaspoons that is in that um, particular drink. And the other thing that you said made a big difference was you actually bringing in sugar. Yes. So in this little activity, we also bring in buckets of sugar, little, little buckets, with a teaspoon in it, and we have a little bag. So once they work out how much, is in, how much sugar is in each drink, how many teaspoons, then they have to actually physically spoon in, teaspoon by teaspoon, into the plastic bag. And then they can visually see how much sugar is actually in that drink. And, it's, and that's shocking for a lot of them. It's, yeah. It is, isn't it? Like yeah. when you look at 32 teaspoons of sugar, yes. and that's just one can. Yes. And now Maria's talking about children under the age of 11. Yes. Having this much sugar and wondering why the kids are also crazy active. Yeah, and not only that, but what it does to their teeth. Their, oh, teeth, yes. their teeth will be absolutely, well, I, I would say just full of tooth decay. Um, and that was the other thing we were learning here, wasn't it, Maria? That yes. the dentist here was saying that they're anaesthetizing five-year-olds and taking out all their teeth. All their teeth, yeah. And this is not an uncommon thing. It's it's, it's happening a lot. And I think people, they know that when they see a sugary drink, they know it's going to be sweet, but they just don't know how much is actually in there. And so we're teaching them to work it out for themselves. And, and you're not telling them not to do it. Yes. Yeah, so what we do is we just we we 
offer the information to them, we give it to them, and then we let them do whatever they will with that information. We, we don't like to say, well, you can't drink this, you can't drink that, because we know that doesn't work. You have to just give the information to them, and then they will do whatever they will with that information. And have you made, you personally, have you seen any difference for yourself knowing this information? In your own family? In my own family, people have, well, I think also when I make food, when I bake, I always use less than the recommended amount. So I, if it says two cups, I will, you know, or one cup, I use half a cup. Um, I was, all, I, I ate quite well beforehand, before I, I studied, so um, it has made a difference. But I, I wasn't really, I don't really drink sugary drinks. Yeah. yeah. But has it been kind of surprising? Oh yes, yes, just to find out this information and that people are so without this knowledge, people just don't know anything, they've come from, from nothing, so that's why the, the shock is quite significant. Yeah. And yeah. I remember when we had this conversation earlier, just raising awareness actually can make a big impact. Right? Yes, yeah. Because we think that that doesn't do anything. But often just knowing something can yes, be very helpful. Yeah. And what we do, what we see a lot is that these little steps, you know, you take a little step, a little change, which in this case, this woman whose little girl uh, used to drink this drink. So in the family, they've also started making other changes, not just um, stopping the sugary drinks, but they, they're actually having more vegetables. And so they've, they've just made all these little steps and it's been like a little kind of domino effect in a way, yeah. yeah. It's just that first step, right? Yes. We're always talking about what does it take to get the first step yeah. going. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what other things have you been working on that you find is having some impact? Yeah, I think the other things that we do is we also um, do, we, we work with um, showing how processed food, how, how much processed food has very little nutrition. And um, the other thing about sugar is that it has um, no fiber and no nutrients. So not only are you having the sweet, you know, drinking the sweet drink, but afterwards you're not gonna, you're actually gonna be hungry. You, you won't have anything to fill, fill your tummy up. So you'll have all those calories and then you're going to want something to eat as well. Yeah, yeah, I found the same thing. I actually yeah. never felt full from food after that's right. I when yes. I was eating a lot yeah. of sugar at one point. Yeah, and that's why it was interesting in your talk how you said fructose um, actually doesn't make doesn't connect with those hormones that make you feel full. It actually stops them. Yes, so it's, it inhibits them, yes. as you said. Their, yeah, yeah, their release yeah. and. It's yeah. little things like that that are quite shocking yeah. that you have no idea that yeah. you're doing. And that's like someone that's been working in the space too. I think that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way it's a double whammy with uh, the sugar because it, it not, doesn't only not fill you up, it has no nutrients and it blocks this hormone. And I was wondering also that you're working for the Heart Foundation. Yes. Does that mean you're also focusing on exercise too? Or yes, yes. And why so the sugar thing? Like what's the connection to the Heart Foundation? Um, because once, once um, well sugar we know is always is linked to obesity and obesity has lots of other illnesses associated with obesity and cardiovascular disease, the heart is one of the big um, other illnesses that you get yeah, from obesity. So that's where the dialysis yes, comes in. And too. then the dialysis comes in. Um, 
high blood pressure is another one that will um, come in, um, tooth decay. Uh, it's kind of fantastic that the Heart Foundation is willing to fund nutrition awareness yes, programs yeah, now. That's, yeah. would, I would say, I don't know, is that relatively new or have they been doing it for a while? I'm quite a new, um, new at the Heart Foundation. I've been there for six months now, but I know this um, health promotion in the community and um, nutrition prevention has been going on for quite a few years. I, I would say at least at least 10 years, so quite a while, yeah. And you were saying that the advantages that you have a Pacific Islander background, so you feel like yeah. that can help too, to yeah. improve people's ability to listen, I guess. That's right, and I think I've been to many um, Pacific uh, to give uh, health promotion uh, nutrition courses at, to Pacific. And I, yeah, I do, they, they, they do respond better to people who are Pacific than to if they're receiving the information from a non-Pacific person, they do receive it better. Is that because um, you can use the language too? Or? I can speak a little bit, and so I start off introducing myself in Samoan. And can you, would you mind doing that now? Oh, so, what we know. It's just beautiful. Yeah. What we know, Malia Bernard. Waotina Some Venganga, Waotama Some Safoto Savai, Waosa Fangao in New Zealand, Waosa Moele Leleitele. Yeah. What did you say for people that aren't Asamon speaking? So I just said, you know, my my name is Maria Bernard. um, My my mother comes from Venganga in Samoa, and my father's village, which is um, Safoto Savai. And then I said, I was born in New Zealand. Um, my Samoan isn't great, but you know, I, um, I, I can a speak a little bit. Beautiful yeah. language. Thank you. And the thing I've noticed about this conference um, that I love yeah. is how many people can speak the language. It's not yes. just welcome to country, which is what we do in Australia. People here, a lot of more people can actually speak the part of the language. Yes, yeah. So people, if they can, like the well, the man from Coke, um, he did a pepeha. Um, but what's that? Sorry. A pepeha is um, an introduction in Maori. So a pepeha is to show uh, where you come from in New Zealand if you are of Maori origin. So they say the river, the nearest river, the nearest mountain. Um, then your um, the waka, if you know the waka that your ancestors came on, you say that one, and then um, and then your family, your your tribe. Wow, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And we're also having a little discussion, which is a little bit off topic, but Sorry. that's okay. We can do what we like. Um, where your family's from? Yeah. You're also saying there's some islands there that aren't really there anymore. Oh. So in the Pacific, yeah. um, there are for the, with the climate change, um, there's a, an island called Tuvalu, which is um, almost completely covered in water now, and uh, a lot of Tuvaluans had to be evacuated off. And, and when did that actually happen? Oh, um, that that happened uh, probably in the last five years. Yeah, quite recent. Quite recent. And was it yeah. coming, or was it? Just slowly, gradual, gradual, yeah, yeah. But Tuvalu is not a part of Samoa, it's just an, another island in the Pacific, it's a, a separate country. Um, but it's happening to a lot of 
islands within the Pacific. So what does that look like from a day-to-day perspective, just to set the scene for us? Because it's um, so hard when you're not there to understand what that would creep would look like. To, to have your land be, yeah, overcome. Well, I think it's just a, a big, huge loss, isn't it? You know, if you're losing your environment. So you have so to So is be... the water just coming up further and further? Yes. Is that how it looks like? Yeah. And then yeah. people are just raising their houses until yeah, then they can't... they move more and more inland. Yeah, or up somewhere. Yeah, or up if, there's, if they need to go up. And then um, they eventually have to be um, evacuated off the island. Wow. Yeah. Don't you, yeah. yeah, we don't really hear those stories enough. No, real stories, no. do we? Yeah, and it, and it's so sad. Because people don't believe it. You no, know, they don't no. think the water's raised. People don't see anything rising because it's not for them. No, they're not. They're not there. And I think, you know, and as you've seen with, um, like Pacific and Maori, they they come from cultures where they are really connected to the land. You know, they're very connected. And I think I was saying to you yes. earlier that when they change their environment, like um, I was saying to Selena that, you know, a lot of Pacific Samoans and Tongans, and they came to New Zealand to have a better life. But as soon as they are disconnected from the land, they have another, they have to change their diet. They come here, they can't actually access the food that they were eating in Yeah, back, can you describe, home. you would describe a little bit yeah. about that, because that was really important. Yeah, so... We were talking about obesity mm. and, you know, why is it happening, this obesity? And, and I, I, from what I've seen when I go back to Samoa is that they have a much more physical life. They, if they want a fish, they go and fish it. If they want some food, they will climb a, climb a tree or go to the plantation and dig it up. And then they have to carry it home, you know, maybe a couple of miles. And then they'll have to cook it. And they, you know, maybe cook it in the ground so then they have to dig a hole get some firewood, start the... So everything is a lot more physical, whereas here, well, you get a job and then you'll maybe go to, a, you know, go to fast food takeaways. So the more they got disconnected from the land, I think the more the health problems started yeah. to occur. And yeah. we're talking about bananas. So, because yeah. um, they love bananas. Yes, I do. love bananas. Yeah, we I just do. wanted to put it out there to let you know that a banana has tryptophan, which makes serotonin, which it's makes you feel good, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's one thing we're talking which about. Helps depression. Yeah. One yeah. thing we can help maybe replace some of the sugar with their but back to bananas. Yeah. <laughs> and I think more and more there are more and more um, research showing that um, how closely nutrition is related to mental health. Totally. Yeah. And your microbiome. Yes. yes as well, which yeah. generates how well your brain's focusing yeah, on. Exactly. So um, we have to go back to our conference. I suppose, and we need yeah. To yeah. So um, I'd like you say, to say something to people out, whoever are going to listen to our podcast in, in your native language, something like that you tell yourself that that sends a positive message into the world for people. I to don't know if my Taiwan is good enough, but I'll just say, can you tell us what it is? So I just said, um, what I want for you is to have um, health and well-being, 
and the best thing is to not try to not to drink sweet drinks drink water water is the best and, and now the tap too except and, I hear tap, that that's not good and, and tap water yeah. yes so thank you everyone for listening we hope you got that great takeaway from Maria just try and work out how many teaspoons of sugar you're having in everything that you're eating just for one day the world health organization recommendations are three teaspoons a day for kids six teaspoons a day for women and nine teaspoons a day for men that's right and i want to finish by thanking maria and your beautiful energy thank you you for going back into your community and making a difference yeah because one person can make a difference exactly yeah and congratulations on your degree too that's really cool Um, when did when did you have your graduation just april this year yeah congratulations maria that's so cool i love stories like this so thank you everyone have a great day thank Thank you you. bye